some of you have asked, and I forgot to mention this morning, my parents went out for Thanksgiving out to Pittsburgh to spend Thanksgiving with Caleb and his family. They they left Tuesday morning at 2.30 in the morning to head out there because, um, or Wednesday morning, they wanted to get ahead of the ahead of the snow that was moving in, and they were able to do that and made it out there. And um, they, I think their their plan, I think, is to come back tomorrow. So they are out in Pittsburgh right now, and having having a good time out there with Caleb and his family. I I kind of had to laugh that we were having screen trouble because it was sometime this past week. Shayla and I were talking. Somehow it came up about taking notes in church, and I said. Yeah, I remember way back in the day when you actually had to listen to take notes. They didn't just pop up on the screen, you know, and you could just copy them. I remember you actually had to pay attention to take notes. And then here tonight, the the, the screen's not working. So I guess you guys are going to have to pay attention either that or ask me for the notes after church and I can copy them for you. If you have your Bibles with you, turn to the book of Psalm again. Chapter 136, Psalm 136. I think I turned my mic on. We're good. Psalm 136. We are continuing on uh, tonight with uh, the topic of, of giving thanks. And we're not going to read all of this, but I wanted to start by reading uh, the first few verses of Psalm 136. Psalm 136 and verse 1. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Oh, give thanks unto the God of gods, for his mercy endureth forever. Oh, give thanks to the Lord of lords, for his mercy endureth forever. To him who alone doeth great wonders, for his mercy endureth forever. To him that by wisdom made the heavens, for his mercy endureth forever. To him that stretched out the earth above the waters, for his mercy endureth forever. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, as we turn in your word now, I ask that you would guide us, uh, that you would lead our time together, that it would bring you glory, that it would give us a greater view of you, that we could uh, go away tonight uh, praising you for your greatness. Lord, I ask that you would just give uh, me wisdom and direction now, that you would lead, and that we would know your spirit guiding us. We give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. So tonight we want to look at this uh, a little bit more of some practical steps in, in helping us to become people that, that give thanks. And not just, not just so that we become people that, oh, let's look on the bright side. Let's not, let's become positive. But we want to give thanks to, to God and live a life of giving thanks. Uh, but before we do that, we want to look a little bit at learning about grumblers. And I put learning about grumblers instead of saying uh, taking a closer view of ourselves. I thought that would be a little bit nicer. But if you uh, have your Bibles, turn over to the book of Exodus, Exodus chapter 17. And as we the opposite of giving thanks is grumbling and complaining. And nobody that I have ever met and. You can correct me afterwards if you've met somebody. Nobody enjoys being around a whiner. Um, If you have kids at home and some days it seems like they're a little bit more whiny than other days, you don't say, 
oh, this is, can you believe it? We are so lucky. Our child is just whining about everything today. This is, this is great. Uh, you know, why can't they? No, it, it's not, it's not a pleasant thing to be around uh, whiners, um, grumblers, complainers. And it, it really, um, you, you try to avoid it. You try to, if possible, stay away from it. And it really uh, uh, kills a grateful heart, a humble heart, and um, kind of is an energized, um, it demoralizes. It, it takes energy away. When you, you're around somebody that's always complaining, you just, man, you just come away feeling drained. And so we turn over to the book of Exodus and chapter 17 and verse 1, and it says, And all the congregation of the children of Israel journeyed from the wilderness of sin after their journeys according to the commandment of the Lord and pitched a tent in Rephidim, and there was no water for the people to drink. Wherefore the people did chide or complained with Moses and said, Give us water that we may drink. And Moses said unto them, Why chide ye with me? Wherefore do you tempt the Lord? And the people thirsted there for water. And the people murmured against Moses and said, Wherefore is this that thou hast brought us up out of Egypt to kill us and our children and our cattle with thirst? And Moses cried unto the Lord and said, What shall I do unto this people? They be almost ready to stone me. And the Lord said unto Moses, Go on before the people and take with thee of the elders of Israel and with thy rod wherewith thou smotest the river. Take in thy hand and go. And then goes on and, and leads into bringing water. We, we read this and we, if, if you've read about the, the children of Israel and, and God leading them out, you know that God had, had recently in this passage redeemed and brought them out of years and years of bondage um, through many miracles that took place right before their very eyes. Uh, his, his power was on display. And now he was leading them from slavery and bondage to the promised land, the land of freedom that, that he had promised to them. And we, we come down hard on them so often of, Ah, here they go once again, you know, God does um, something, bails them out, and then they start complaining. But our, our goal, the purpose in this is not to look, oh man, look how much they complain, but where do I have those same tendencies in my life? Well, first of all, we see from this passage that grumblers always find someone else to blame. They always find someone else to blame. In verse 2 it says, Wherefore, the people did chide with Moses. They, they quarreled with him. They, uh, they complained to Moses and, and they said, give us water to drink. Now, this is an age old problem. Uh, part of from the very beginning, what, what happened when uh, Adam and Eve, God came before them? The first thing that they did was they blamed someone else. It's not my fault. Um, it's the woman's fault. No, it's not my fault. And pointing fingers elsewhere. And people that grumble and complain always find someone else to blame. It's never my fault. It's their fault. And they're the problem. And it's always someone else to blame. So instead of admitting, instead of admitting fault, instead of 
taking taking joy. It was it's always about finding someone else to put the blame on and to complain about it. Uh, we we don't like to complain about ourselves. I don't like to complain about all the mistakes that I made and what a what a bad person I am. I'd much rather complain about what other people have done wrong. And so people that that complain, that grumble, find someone else to blame. But not only do they do that, they uh, grumblers have unreasonable expectations. Look back in verse two and right after it says that, you know, they they were quarreling with Moses. What did they what does it say? It says, give us water that we may drink. Now, here they are coming before Moses and saying, give us water that 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 we can drink. Now, is Moses capable of producing water to supply the needs of a few million people, let alone their livestock. No, Moses is not in the position in and of himself to fulfill a need, a request that they bring. But people that complain, that grumble, many times put out unreasonable expectations. And then when those expectations aren't met, once again, lead back into complaining. But then grumblers often, and they don't hesitate, to bring up the past. They don't hesitate to bring up the past and to use it for another reason to complain. Look in verse 3. The people thirsted there for water, and the people murmured against Moses and said, Wherefore is this that thou hast brought us up out of Egypt, to kill us and our children and our cattle with thirst? So they're saying, why did you even bring us out of slavery? Just you brought us out here just to kill all of us. Now, in reading that, we can read it. Well, what? You know, it sounds ridiculous. But how many times do do we uh, say things that other people might be looking at? And that's ridiculous. What are they complaining about? And here they go back to to the past. Why did you bring us out of slavery? You just brought us out here so that we may die of thirst, that our children may die and our cattle may die. And and we're all going to perish. And it's all your fault, Moses, because you won't give us water. And what what are you even doing? You are our leader. What are you even doing out here? And instead of looking to the past and realizing how God had brought them miraculously out of the out of the um, out of Egypt and bondage, they decide to look back and say, why did you even bring us out just so we can die out here? So instead of focusing on what God had done and spared them, they decided to focus on the bad. But then grumblers are a test to God. Grumblers test God. What does it say in verse two? The people chide with Moses and said, give us water that we may drink. And Moses said unto them, why chide ye with me? Wherefore do ye tempt the Lord? Those who are ungrateful and try God's patience because it's about them and their own comfort, their own recognition, their own personal agenda instead of being focused on God. I think when, when I think of that, I think how many times throughout any given day is the focus on me instead of on God? 
How many times do I bring the focus on me and my personal comfort or my what I think are my needs instead of the focus being on God? So instead of looking for his blessings, they fall down in ingratitude and complaining and decide to focus on all the, the bad that is around them. It is important to, to know how God feels about grumbling. Um, God, God loves a joyful heart, but he, it says that it's a, it's a test to him. And in 1 Corinthians it says, Nor let us try the Lord as some of them did, and were destroyed by the serpents, nor grumble as some of them did, and were destroyed by the destroyer. Now these things happened to them as an example, and they were written for our instruction, upon whom the ends of the ages have come nor grumblers, that when we complain, as we mentioned this morning, it's not just a casual complaint, but it's actually a complaint against God. So how can we build into our lives a thankful heart? We looked at some things this morning of if we focus on that, hopefully it will help give us a thankful heart. But we want to look at at some things tonight and um how can we build a thankful heart so that we don't fall into the same traps? We have the same tendencies as the children of Israel, the same traps that they fall into of complaining. First of all, we need to start with God. What do I mean by that? I mean, be daily reminded of God's goodness, reminded that everything comes from God, and focus on his character. If I fail to get into his word, if I don't spend any time with him, I'm not going to focus on him throughout the day. Maybe, maybe you've seen this from your own life. Maybe you've, you've failed to, to spend any time at all with God and you see yourself responding improperly. Uh, maybe getting upset, maybe uh, things grumbling and complaining. And I'm not saying that um, just by, you know, uh, just take a little a little dose of the word of God and then you'll never be tempted to complain again. No, but if my focus is on God and his character and his greatness and I'm, I'm looking for ways to praise him, first of all, we will find tons of things to praise him for. My focus will be on him and his greatness instead of on all these small problems down here. So in focusing on him, so starting every day, when you, before you even get out of bed, when you open your eyes, Lord, help me to focus on you today. Help my focus to be on you, that it wouldn't be on myself, problems around, but that my focus would be on you. And then spend time learning more about him through his word, getting to know his heart. So in order to build a thankful heart, it obviously starts with God. And every day we should start it with God. But then, secondly, stop complaining. Um, maybe some of you remember, this was a couple of years ago, the, the video, stop it. You know, the, the person kept complaining and he said, I got some invi- advice for you. Stop it. 
What? You know, it's, it's so simple, but yet it's exactly what we need. Okay, you want to complain? Stop it. There's, there's no reason to complain right now. And um, looking every time you're tempted to, is this, is this something that needs to be said? Well, I'm just, I'm just uh, stating some facts. You know, we like, to, we like to phrase it in ways that we don't say it's complaining or grumbling or anything. I'm just, I'm just speaking my mind here, okay? Can I not speak my mind? Can I not tell you what I really think? When all we're really doing is complaining, as I mentioned this morning, this week I've tried to, when I'm tempted to complain, stop and instead of complaining, think, what am I thankful for? What can I praise God for? And it's amazing how that changes your attitude. You know, complaining is contagious, but so is, so is praise. As we praise God, that helps influence others to praise God as well. So in your family, if, if you're surrounded by uh, Israelites, if you're, if you're surrounded by grumblers, maybe you can start by being a difference, by praising God, looking for any opportunity at all to point other people's focus to him. So that remember that you are an influence, that if you respond with gratitude to God, you are helping bring him glory and helping point others to his greatness. But then not only stop complaining, but understand that having more stuff does not mean more happiness. Having more stuff, just because uh, the children here got water, did that make them happy? Well, for a little while, but then the grumbling came back. So just because you get something, just because you get what you want, does not mean more happiness. Joy does not make you grateful. Gratitude makes you joyful. As we talked this morning, gratitude is a choice. So I'm going to choose to be grateful. And one of the fruit of that is then joy in our life. So know that having more things, whatever it might be, it might not just be uh, material items, but things that we think we need is not necessarily going to bring more happiness. The song that we, the next point I want to make is the song that we sang right before this. Count your blessings. Count your blessings and, and be specific in it. Don't just, um, I'm thankful that yesterday was 60 degrees and I'm thankful that it wasn't like today. Um, I'm thankful that for food, I'm thankful for, it's good to be thankful for those things, but many times we don't get past food, family, God, read the Bible, prayer, witness, you know, the, the things we always go to as Christians. We should be thankful for those. But what, what about God are you truly thankful for that, that you have seen firsthand? So count your blessings. Um, make a list. Maybe set a goal for yourself. I want to, I want to make a list of a hundred blessings. And, and don't set it, don't set it low, because we are all so blessed. Don't set it at five. You should be able to get way more than five. But count your blessings, make a list of it. And then something else that might help is keep a gratitude journal. 
Um, instead of keeping just keeping a, a journal, keep a gratitude journal. It's kind of like counting your blessings, but keeping it so that you can go back and reminded, be reminded of God's goodness. But something else that I think will really help in having a thankful heart is take time to share what you are thankful for with others. It's good to write it down. It's good to keep track of it. But take time to share what you are thankful for with others. Uh, we've, we've been trying, um, when the girls are going to bed just, just recently, okay, we need to, we're all going to name one thing that we're thankful for. And you can't use the same answer over and over and over and over again. You can't just, um, I'm thankful for this and same answer every night. And so it's good for us. It, it takes a little bit of work. Okay, I've said that one before. What, what am I really thankful for? And uh, it's a challenge to me. What am I, what am I truly thankful for? And it's, it's good for, for all of us. So maybe if you have a time as, as a family, what, what are we thankful for? Let's take, let's take just, it only takes a couple of minutes. What are we thankful for before we eat? One thing that you're thankful for. Share it with others. Because then not only, as we said, it helps them praise God and it helps them grow in their walk with him. But another thing that might help you is write a thank you card to God or a thank you letter. How many of you have have written a a letter to God before? Okay, a few hands. Write a write a letter to God. And um, in doing this, you, it seems like you have to give it a little bit more thought, which is good for us. Um, what do I want to thank him for? If I were writing a letter to God, what, what would I want to say? Would I just tell him all about my day and all the needs I have? No, I want, I want to praise him. So I'm going to sit down and I'm going to write a letter to God. I, I think that could be one of one of the biggest helps in in helping create a, a thankful heart. If we could um, begin to do that. And I would like to, to challenge you, if you've never done that this week, try to find a few minutes to just get alone and give it some thought and write a thank you card to God. I think it'll be a blessing in your life. But something else that might help us is put up reminders Wherever you need them, maybe in the car, don't block your don't block your view in the car Um, in your house. Putting up reminders, maybe sticky notes, whatever it takes of God's blessings. So you see and you see an answer to prayer. Put a note up reminding you of, hey, right here, God answered. God answered this prayer. I know um, just a couple weeks ago we were praying for uh, Jenna Northway. We got the call them all that they were taking her to the emergency room. And we were able to to pray for her and it wasn't any anything serious and she's doing doing much better now and and is fine now. So right there is a blessing. Put that up. How quickly we forget God's blessings in our life. Put them up to remind you of the answer to prayer of the blessings that you have experienced in your life. So um, put reminders up wherever you need them and then. Ask 
and be careful before you do this. This is not something that you you go into half-hearted. But ask others to help you not complain, but give thanks. I say you don't go into this half-hearted because if we go in and say, okay, I want you to help me, then the first time they say, hey, you're, you're complaining right there, you need to stop and give thanks. If we're not fully committed, we might not take that the right way. Um, we might not have a, a heart, uh, a humble heart of, thank you for your help. I, I see where I'm. So this is good for us to do, but it's something that we have to be committed before making. And, and hopefully we are. So ask others to help you. They are much better, especially family members, are much better at spotting where we are complaining than we are. It's a lot easier for others to see when, when we're complaining than we see ourselves. So if we are willing to submit and, and humble ourselves and seek the help of others, they can be a great encouragement to us in developing a thankful heart. But then, lastly, keep your focus on eternity. Keep your focus on eternity. 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 17 says, For our light affliction is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory, while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. So keep your focus on eternity. Looking, hey, what I'm going through right now, it may not be fair. It may not be, it may not be right. I may have a reason to complain in this instance. But it is but for a moment. Compared to eternity, it's, it's as a vapor this life is. So I'm going to focus on eternity. When my focus is there, these things that are happening around me, I don't need to complain about them. As, as we talked this morning, God is in control. He's taking care of them. His way is perfect and his will is best. So keep your focus on eternity. So this week is, is where we, we hit the ground now. Um, are we going to complain? Are we going to just go back to uh, normal? Are we going to be grumblers? Or are we going to say, you know what? I am going to choose to live a life of gratitude. Not just focus on the positives instead of the negatives, but I'm going to focus on God. I'm going to try to start each day by being reminded of his faithfulness, his goodness, his patience toward me. And I'm going to go to him and tell him everything that I'm thankful for. So are we going to live a life of gratitude and be spreading gratitude everywhere we go? Or are we going to live a life of grumbling and complaining? It seems like no, there's no question there, is there? I, do you want to live a life of grumbling or a life of gratitude? But it is a choice that, that we make. Am I going to focus on God and his goodness? Or am I going to focus on self and my own problems and difficulties? Hopefully we can all say, I'm going to choose to focus on God and live a grateful life. Let's pray. Lord, thank you that you have made it possible 
um, that we can praise you, that we can give thanks. Lord, that you have allowed us to know you is such a an awesome gift. Lord, every day and sometimes minute by minute, we are given the choice of whether we are going to live a life of gratitude. Uh, things not going the way that we think they should. People not responding the way that we think they should. And we're given the choice of, am I going to trust that you are in control, that you are good, that you will work all this out? Or am I going to blame others, focus on the past and complain? And Lord, help each of us to have our eyes turn to you, that we would start each day by by focusing on you and seeking your help. Lord, we desperately need your help in in this, in living a life of gratitude. And we call on you now and ask for your help. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.